welcome back to Generational Differences. It's Hilary and Hannah here. This week, hey. unfortunately, <laughs> this week, unfortunately, we're not in the same place. So we're back to recording uh, from afar. Yep. Hannah, how, how are you doing? What's up? Doing good. This week, on Thursday, I went to the Amine concert. And <laughs> the last time I mentioned, my friends went in a different city and this time I got to go in Atlanta, and it was so fun. It was insane, because he's my favorite yeah, tell artist. The, tell the world about how you, um, yeah. I was very emotional. It was, I was <laughs> concerned, like, concerningly emotional. I When he came out on the stage, I, okay, so first, first before he came out on the stage, I was like, whatever, it's like, chill, I'm here, I'm so, you know, thrilled and stuff, blah, 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 just chilling. And then when he came out on the stage, <laughs> When he came out on the stage, I lost all sanity and I <laughs> I couldn't handle. I was actually, I've never seen myself that excited and freaked out. And You've never seen, was it an out-of-body experience? It kind of was. I was watching myself like jump and like freak out. Anyways, I started crying immediately. And then every time I would look at, at him, I, w- I would cry more. And then... <laughs> I was like bawling basically at the beginning and I think I scared some people but it was the best uh, experience. The um, videos that Hana sent, you can kind of hear Amine <laughs> singing <laughs> and you can like see him moving around on the stage but mostly what you hear is just a woman's voice <laughs> screaming like at the top of her lungs like not That's even weird. Going, Who could that be? It was like ah! <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, it was like not even cute screaming. It was just like shrieking at the top of my life but it was crazy i'm just the biggest fan and amine if you didn't know is from portland and he brought this set that was all portland themed and oregon themed and that was so cool to see so yes um well anyway we'll add amine okay yeah last thing he posted a picture of me on instagram and i told my friends that i was like wait he actually posted a picture of me and they were like what and then I showed them. It's like a crowd photo of like 500 people. But you can see me very clearly. Hillary said I look... She looks gl- messed up. She looks, like, <laughs> she looks like glazed over. Like people around her are like engaged. You know, like how you look when you're like dancing to music or like having fun or whatever. Hannah just looks... She actually does kind of look like she's having an out-of-body experience. Like her body's there and her eyes are just like empty. Yeah. And like she's her mouth is open and <laughs> Taken. This like is the best, the, the, the best description. I truly was. I truly was mesmerized. <laughs> I guess when we, um, like when we drop this podcast and I post on Instagram, I'll add some photo of Amine so that y'all can see. No, add the photo of me that he posted. Just you, like losing your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Too good. Yeah. How are you feeling now? Have you finally come down from the excitement? Because I know like you couldn't sleep the night after the concert. Yeah, <laughs> I did come down, but every time I think about it, I'm like, oh god, such <laughs> you know pure happiness that I felt. Um, it was really the best concert I've ever been to. So thank you, yeah. Hillary, for making that happen. Yeah, Hannah told me it changed her life. It was like a religious experience. Uh, literally. Like the Church of Amina, y'all. The Church of Amina. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, anyway, today we're going to talk about all the things that have to do with specifically how our relationship has changed over time, Mm -hmm. but then also how our parents treated us differently or the same. 
um, based on like phase of parenting that they were in <laughs> when they had us, yeah. each of us. Um, and I guess to start that conversation, I saw on Facebook this morning that we've been friends on Facebook for 11 years. Today's our Facebook friend anniversary, Hannah. So happy anniversary. Oh, wow. 11 years? <laughs> on Facebook, yeah. Okay. So we've really only been, actually, that's probably kind of accurate. Like before 11 years, you were 10. So <laughs> I don't know how good a friend. Wait, did you get on Facebook when you were 10? Do you not remember this, like, conversation that we had when I got a Facebook? Were you 10? I remember I was 10, oh, and okay. you were like, you were like, oh my god, you're not 13. Because that's, like, the age requirement. Like, oh, you have to be 13? I think you used to have to be 13 to join. I don't know anymore, but I was oh. 10, and then I was, like, adding random people on Facebook because I wanted to have <laughs> a lot of friends, and you were like, why do you have 900 friends? Like, why are you on Facebook? And then you... <laughs> You went through my friend list and made me delete everyone I didn't know. Yeah, because it's dangerous as crap. I would still do that now. You're the same still. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I was probably, like, scandalized at the fact that you lied about your age, right? Yeah, typical. Pop over here, yeah. <laughs> I was, I think I was, like, way less chill back then. Like, now I would, I'd be like, yeah, lie, whatever, I don't care. Uh, yeah, use that fake ID. But <laughs> I still do think that, like, internet strangers are dangerous, so. That's valid. That's yeah, that's yeah. valid. All right, anyway. so where should we start with this, this discussion uh, on how we were parented differently and how we feel about <laughs> growing think, up? I think we should start by setting the context for our relationship. So, like, okay, maybe it's not obvious to people now, uh, like, through the podcast, but it should be. Um, now, like, Hannah and I are really close, and we're best friends, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, yeah, we talk all the time, every day, but I think that has not been the case you know, for, the like, our whole lives, and so I'm curious to hear your perspective on, like, what our relationship used to be like and how it changed. Hmm, that is a good question. Well, from my point of view, I was the, the younger sibling by eight years, and so... A lot of what I remember as a kid is me looking up to you, me following you around, me doing the same stuff as you. I think that relationship kind of pivoted when you left for college. And I was 9 and uh, 10. I was in 2010, so yeah, you were 10. 10. <laughs> you were getting Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> when you left for college, I was like, this is my chance. This is my chance to get yeah. Facebook. <laughs> that was when I think our relationship was, well, obviously it was physical distance. So I saw you a lot less, and I became a lot closer to our parents, who I stayed at home with, alone, right? So it, it was kind of like a only child experience for those Wait, four so years. When you, when you were younger, like before I went to college, would you say that we were close? Or you said you were like following me around, but would you say that our relationship was good? I would say that it was good. Yeah, I admired you. It's not like you would like hang out with me because I was so young, you know, but... <laughs> Well, I, I did hang out with you. You like made weird music videos that still yeah. exist. This is and, true. This is true. Um, should never be shown to the public. <laughs> and like we used to wrestle. Yeah, that's a loose term for <laughs> Hillary made me wrestle. She would win every time. But anyways. And we would pretend to be like characters from our favorite TV show. Like go around the neighborhood yeah. together. Like I used to hang out. Yeah, and then so when when you went to college, I was pretty much alone in that like. In, the, in that preteen age. Yeah. So that part of my life, we were less close. When I was in high school even, we were still not as close as we are now. Yeah, I think 
my whole family thought I like ditched them when I went to college. <laughs> like my parents also have feel a certain way because essentially the narrative on their end, which I get, is that I like went to I was super excited to leave Oregon across the country, like as far as I could go, and then like never or, like didn't call regularly or like update regularly and was just kind of making my own community, making friends, like just doing all sorts of stuff. On my end, like I don't think I thought that consciously about it, which was the bad part. Like of my it was like my fault, of course. But I was mostly just like focused on having my own life in college and like I was really really excited to get involved in a lot of stuff and I just didn't even think about my family which is really really shitty now to think about but since then I've gotten closer with our parents and with Hana and so can't dwell on that but I do think that that because of all that that I was doing Hana and I were not as close when I was in college so that was when she was that was when you were like in middle school and then going into high school Right? And then, yep. wait, when did you graduate from high school? 2018. God, okay. Oh my god, you graduated from high school after I graduated from law school. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so weird. Yeah, and then I think it was, oh, so it must have actually been like after, or like during law school and after law school that we started becoming more close again, right? Yeah, I think so. I think when I went to Emory, it was easier for us to be close because we were proximity-wise closer, so... We kind of, we were able to see each other more and things like that and have more interesting conversations, relatable conversations. How did you feel about me like leaving for college and like not really then getting in touch? Like were you guys, were you like upset about that because we were so close before I left? I wasn't upset per se, but (laughs) I did miss you a lot. And I did try to like post on your Facebook wall every day back then or... Like try to. I would stalk you all the time and look and see like what new stuff you posted, what you got tagged in, and everything. When I was at home, don't cry. (laughs) Sad. It's not sad. No, no. I wasn't sad. I was just like really interested and really excited when you would come home and we could do stuff the same way we did before you went to college. But a lot of the time, there was like slander on the side of our parents about you. So, like, every night, not every night, maybe, like, once a week, okay? Every night, they sat down and slandered me. I think, like, once a week, our mom would try to call you, and a lot of the time, you wouldn't pick up. So, I would be there, and I would see that, and I would feel like, you know, like, why is she not picking up? Why is she not talking to us? And they would go off, obviously, about how uh, she doesn't want to talk to us. It seemed like a shitty situation in general. Yeah, no, I mean, it is shitty, and, like, now my mom... I, maybe that's part of the reason my mom is always like, wow, Hillary picks up the phone every time I call. It's so <laughs> amazing. And then if I don't pick up the phone once, she's like, what happened? <laughs> Where are you? Yeah. So that's how our relationship is now. <laughs> <laughs> but then I guess related to that question, my other question, which is, um, oh, when we reconnected like more in Atlanta, this sounds weird because we're like, obviously we've been connected the whole time because we're sisters. But when we like got back, into having conversations more and like being able to talk about more like adult things and um got closer did you ever feel like it was like weird like awkward to reconnect or did it always feel like still pretty normal and like easy to get along and easy to uh, be Mm. friends (laughs) i think it probably felt a little different but that was kind of just like the transition period where we're like okay what what are we talking about together now like what 
how have we changed? Yeah, yeah. I think I don't have a memory of it being weird or like awkward or like nervous to you know reconnect mm-hmm. with you or anything like that. But I do think there was a point where I was asking myself like, how do I like <laughs> like what's the best way to start talking about adult topics with my younger sister who has always just been kind of like a baby in my mind right yeah and like how do I talk about drinking and how do I talk about sex and how do I like ask about boys and I'm sure there were moments where I was hella awkward about that where I was like is he like boys you know like (laughs) yeah dating um and then thank goodness it like got it was like totally fine (laughs) but I do remember thinking like oh it's kind of a weird like transition like you're saying yeah, 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 yeah. I felt that too. And most of the time, knowing you, you were just very blunt about what you were asking. So yeah. you would be like, are you having sex? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, a woman, like. <laughs> are you having sex? Are you drinking? What did you do? Are you doing drugs? They tell me you're not doing drugs. <laughs> it was awkward, but at the same time, it was kind of nice because I had no one else to talk to about that stuff, really. I... We never talked to our our mom about that stuff, and so it was kind of nice to yeah. speak with you on stuff that you knew about already. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that, and that's true. Our parents, like, I grew up not having really anyone to talk to about it because I couldn't talk to you because you were a baby, and then <laughs> um, our parents, like, never, I would never talk to my parents about sex or drinking or any of that because it's like, I know how it would go. It would just be, like, bad awkward conversation. Yeah. And then, like, I would learn from my friends and the internet and stuff, but it's nice to hear that, you know, it was helpful to you, the experiences that I could share. I think now that we've talked about our relationship, I wanted to, I use, I feel like I use the word game very loosely on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. but I want to play, like, a, like a game. Well, do an exercise, an exercise. Exercise sounds so, like, official. Like, I know, it's funny. Like, school or something. <laughs> We're gonna do an exercise. No, we're gonna play a game where we like. I made a list of topics that I think I think maybe we had differences in growing up, uh, because what I want to talk about is how our parents' parenting has changed, or yeah, like how my experience with parents growing up and your experience with our parents growing up was different in different areas. And so how okay. the game goes is I'm gonna name a topic. <laughs> And then we're going to share our different experiences. Okay, okay. That's, this is a fun game. This is <laughs> we a lot points for, like, struggle that we went through. <laughs> oh, we're going to measure our yeah. struggle. Yes. Well, you're uh, definitely going to win then. All right, maybe we don't need to. It'll just be really sad for me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. Uh, okay, I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So first, curfew. What was your curfew growing up? When I was younger, in high school, it was 10. Then slowly, as I got to senior year, it moved to 11, loosely. Okay. You know, I would come <laughs> home around 11, 11.30. Exceptions okay. for holidays. What were the exceptions for holidays? <laughs> also, it sounds like like an employer's vacation plan. Yeah, yeah. I tried. Policy. <laughs> holidays, it, it ranged. Like, after 12, it's fine, as long as I came home eventually. Wait, which, like, New Year's Eve? Yeah, New Year's Eve. Birth- what else were you going, like, Christmas? <laughs> there were, like, birthdays, I think, and oh. stuff like that. They they became much more understanding, is what I'm saying. But also, yeah. I think it's reasonable that my curfew is at 10. 
Anyways, um, then in college, <laughs> in college, no curfew. When you, you mean when you came home? When I came home, there was no specified time I would come home. I'm just like a really good kid, so I would come home at like... Um, okay. I would just, I would literally just come home at like a regular time. Like before 12 yeah. most days. If I stayed past, then I would tell them. And I think that speaks to your relationship with them that you developed before you went to college. <laughs> okay, what about you for curfew? Okay, my curfew, I it's like a little hazy because it was a long time ago. But mm-hmm. I do know that at one point in high school, my curfew was 9 p.m. <laughs> just let that sit <laughs> it was nine <laughs> so like if my friends had something at like that started at like eight i usually wouldn't go because i was like well i can't even give i'm there for like 30 minutes <laughs> wait that's so funny i never thought about that yeah and i remember and my friends i remember they would oft oh maybe it was just because like you know they had to have dinner and then they would invite us over after dinner to like play video games or whatever they'd be like yeah let's come over around eight i'm like well i'm gonna be home by nine so <laughs> and Daddy was really strict about it, like, like really intensely strict about my curfew. Mm-hmm. Was, like he would, if I came home after curfew, it would he'd be mad. Oh, also I didn't have a cell phone, so I guess it was harder to like get in touch or like update. So mm-hmm. they're probably just more worried about like where I was and stuff. He would I mean, be mad. Yeah, he's mad. Like he'd <laughs> be really mad if I came home late. And like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I, like there's this one memory, one story of my friend Michael. Shout out Michael. Our dad's name, our dad's English name is also Michael, which is funny. But my, oh, actually, my friend's name is Michael Lee. And my dad, our dad's name is Michael Lee. Anyway, okay. Michael, my friend. <laughs> Michael, my friend, like, tried to come over to our house to, like, try to convince our dad to let me stay out, like, an hour later for something. I don't think it was anything special. Oh, my God. Out. Yeah. Because everyone in my friend group knew about my strict curfew. Yeah, because you would complain about it. So at some point, Michael was like, okay, like, let me talk to your dad and tell him what's yeah, up. We're just hanging this. out or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know why he, was, he thought he could do that. He, he'd never met my dad before. And then <laughs> um, he came over and, like, all I remember is, like, Michael was too scared to say anything to daddy. <laughs> yeah. Like, actually, like, I think our dad, like, opened the door and was like, what? And Michael was like, nothing, have a nice day. <laughs> yeah, literally. But, you know, something like that. And I think at one point my curfew moved to 10, uh-huh. um, very strictly 10. And my curfew was 10 or 11, even when I came home from college, <laughs> which, is, which was with the exceptions for holidays, but specifically New Year's Eve. Like that was really the only exception. And okay. I just remember being so pissed because like I would go to college and obviously stay out till however late I wanted to, like hang out with my friends. No one... I wasn't yeah. communicating with my family, so no one really knew. And so, whatever. Um, but then when I came home, Daddy was like, yeah, your curfew's still 11, or whatever. And I was like, I'm a grown-ass woman. That's interesting. I wasn't. I was like 18. But Well, um, I feel yeah. like they never worried about me staying out an extra long time. But maybe they were worried that you would stay out long if they didn't set a curfew for you? I honestly don't know. I feel like we should ask our parents and give an update on this because I don't know why they had such a strict curfew for me because it's not like I was going and doing weird stuff. I think it was probably, I honestly think it was probably just because I was the first child and they like thought, you know, there needed to be more rules or something. Mm -hmm. But like my friends and I would literally go and like play video games, eat pizza, like the worst, like the, the worst, the like thing we would do that's like the craziest is like we would go out to bowling or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, we were not going to ragers. I, I didn't even drink alcohol until I was in college, you know, so it wasn't anything like that. Yeah, he would, like, I don't think my parents would ever get really mad if I came home later than the time they wanted me to. Honestly, my, our mom used to stay up. Well, she still stays up every time I that. go out. Yeah, she still that. stays up and waits. Um, but then she's not mad. She's just like, oh, hey, welcome back. Yep. Also, now, obviously, maybe not obviously, <laughs> since I had a curfew through college. But now, there's no curfew. But I also don't do anything when I go to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't really hang out with people or do much. You're like, shit, I don't have a curfew. Like, what am I supposed to do? I know, I'm like, no rules. I'll just be at home. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember when, but there was like a time that you went to a New Year's party at a hotel with your friends. Yeah. And you were able to like stay overnight and then come back the, the morning after. Dude. Were you in college? Dude, was dude, I in dude. college? Dude, the oh, parents what? do not know that I did that. Wait, what did they think you went to Joyce? They thought you went to Joyce's house. Yeah. Okay, let's just cut that. All right, hey mom and dad. So <laughs> confession, I actually did not go to Joyce's house one time. Instead, oh, years ago, we went. Now. <laughs> they don't probably don't even remember which year it was, but we actually went to a hotel to hang out. Anyways, are you gonna cut that or are you gonna keep it? What do you think? I mean, I think you should keep it. All right then. Right, cool. Can't wait for that phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I know. After every podcast drop, we're like, when? <laughs> what is our mom going to say this time? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, anyway. Well, anyway, the story was that, like, yeah, Hana, it's really just that Hana was allowed to go to stay over at her friend's house or, like, stay over at a hotel or whatever. Just stay out all night and, like, come back the next morning, which seems pretty normal, you know. But for me, the next topic is sleepovers and i was not allowed to sleep over at anyone's house anyone until actually never until i never knew that up. yeah it was a strict rule growing up wait why it was just like mommy was really freaked out about just like being there like overnight without her like i don't know i actually don't i mean i think she was just freaked out about like me staying somewhere else yeah not at home Overnight. Oh and so yeah. It was a strict rule. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you never got to do any sleepovers. No sleepovers. Not even at Laura's house. Isn't that weird? I'm pretty sure I have. I, well, I Laura started. Laura was my best friend growing up. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I started having sleepovers when I was like nine, at like really young. Yeah. Ages and it was fine. I do remember our, our mom being like. You can go, but if there are boys in the house, I need to meet them. That's what he she would say. Boys? Like brothers of my friends. Oh. Yeah, and things like that. And then she would always talk to the mom. Oh, but do you remember I had a childhood friend named Annika who was our neighbor? Yeah. And so that changed things, I think, for her because... For our mom, because I would sleep over at her house a lot. And it's, like, right next to us. And so maybe that helped our mom be more lenient. But, like, Laura, my best friend, lived in our same neighborhood. Too. Oh, yeah, she and did. <laughs> I was still not allowed to sleep over. Dude. I know. Everyone got... I think all of my friends growing up thought my our parents were, like, so strict. But they were really strict towards they me. Were. But, like, my friends knew that they were strict because I wasn't allowed to do anything. And, like, yeah. they, people would have sleepover birthday parties. Mm, couldn't go. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you feel like you missed out? Do you feel sad about it? You know, I, like now, 
I don't it's know. Not it's not something that I think about now ever. Like I'm not like. I wish I had gone to that sleepover. That <laughs> no, sleepover. that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think I like developed social skills properly without going to sleepover and stuff. So right. it's not really, no, I don't feel any sort of way about it now. But I think it's, for me, it's just mostly interesting to see that like they really loosened up about that too when you were growing up. Surprise. So surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I okay. added something. I sorry, I just okay. added something. I don't think you can see the new change that I made. I think I can, but oh, okay. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say on. I was mulling over the fact that I just. Um, now I have to keep it in. The fact that I <laughs> confessed to my parents that I did lie to them one time. On that subject, I thought it'd be funny to talk about <laughs> how much we lied to our parents because I think there's a difference between us. You wanna yeah, know what I go. think? Yeah, you go first. I yeah. think that you lied to them a lot more than I did. I also think that that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I okay, I know I lied to my parents a lot, so there's that. But I don't know exactly what I would have been lying about because I wasn't doing weird stuff. Like, that's the thing. Stuff. That's the thing. So, like, our parents were strict to the point that they would ask a lot of questions about stuff. That, this was my thing. They would ask too many questions where I would get annoyed <laughs> and I didn't want to answer all these questions. And so I would just simplify things. And usually if I were to lie, I would say like, oh, I'm just going to go see my two best friends. And it could have been something else that was literally normal to do and just like hang out yeah. with other friends that they didn't know. But then I would tell them like, oh, there's people that, that you guys know. And they'd be like, okay, cool. Otherwise, yeah. we would have to go through a whole thing. Yeah, like who, like write down their names, give us their phone numbers, um, wear this GPS tracker. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I think that, I'm trying to remember. I know I lied to them about stuff. I just don't remember exactly. I mean, I think actually, I don't know if I lied as much as I just like didn't inform them. <laughs> like it would just be like, yeah, it was fine. Or like, yeah, I went to this dance and it was fine like I wouldn't and then I would uh, put it all in my diary <laughs> dude okay okay so yeah I don't well, think I was like actively lying or whatever it's just like we didn't communicate and I, get, yeah. I don't know I don't remember them asking a lot of questions yeah that's valid that's valid I just put that out there for parents our parents um I think we definitely lie to you less now <laughs> oh yeah or, yeah I never lied to them anymore I don't think I have in a really long time since that new year's but okay that was a while ago <laughs> self-growth yeah, since then years. okay <laughs> but yeah all, all of our lives were like little white lies like we would never yes. do anything bad so what's the worst thing <laughs> that you did growing up that you never told them about i mostly hid what i did when i went to college oh because okay. i didn't like i said i didn't do much in high school but then when i went to college i was like partying and drinking and stuff my parents would be like our parents would ask are you drinking are you you know being crazy in college and I'd be like no no you know I'm hanging out with friends <laughs> yeah uh, now they know obviously like we've told them that yeah there's like a level of partying level of drinking whatever uh, level of smoking weed uh -huh. when it's legal or not anyway um <laughs> but yeah I think back then it was just more like I think this is going to create way more drama than it needs to create and it's just I'm just living my life and I, I think also to me it's like I was confident that I 
was being safe, so I just didn't feel like I wanted to worry them about something that they didn't need to worry about. Which, in hindsight, do you think was correct? Uh, I, you know, I still struggle with that concept. Like, is it okay to lie to someone when you know there's nothing actually wrong to, to like, protect them kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Especially because our, mo- our mom has a lot of anxiety. And I feel like nowadays I don't like to do that yeah. because I think like it just creates more problems and makes her more anxious about like what we might be hiding. And yeah. I think it's better to just be open and like deal with it and Agreed. like work through her, her anxiety together and uh, whatever. Yeah. But back then, I mean, it's just felt easier yeah. to do that. Totally. But it was like younger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and like sex and dating. Like I never, like if they were asking me if I was dating anyone or uh you know making sure i was being safe about sex i would just completely deny like no i'm not dating anyone no i even, even held a guy's hand like <laughs> just total blank like um brick wall dude you lied for like years then yeah pretty much until i started dating my now husband also <laughs> yeah what the fuck oh, no 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 i mean like there were a couple boyfriends before that that i told them about but like usually after all the drama yeah, also, I um, believed you. I think our relationship wasn't developed to the point where I could tell you and then trust you not to tell parents, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, and then was it weird when suddenly we were reconnecting and you were in college and I was like, yeah, here's all the stuff I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. Okay, sorry for the segue. We can continue with our, our game. Okay. Um, okay, so the next one is I think this is kind of all related, actually, the next three, is I put school and, like, grades, extracurriculars, and, like, what you did during the summer, and then career path. And so I think just in general, like, how strict were they about school mm. for you, like, their expectations, and then also, like, how how much authority did they try to take over your, like, career path and stuff like that? Okay. They expected me to get good grades. So, like, don't get it twisted. However, the <laughs> definition of good grades... Slowly, slowly changed, and their expectations slowly evolved to include B's and C's. <laughs> um, and you know, they were they were just like at the end of high school, they were like, "Hana, just do your best." And so, wow, it really went from a hundred to zero. <laughs> yeah, hundred. <laughs> And then in terms of extracurriculars and summer programs, I'm trying to think. I mean, they always wanted me to have a job. That was more important than external schooling or stuff like that. I'm not really sure. And they weren't that intense about it. I also wanted to make money, so I was just, like, on board with it. It wasn't anything particular. And then for career path, they pretty much didn't give an F. (laughs) I mean, they were just like, do something. They were like, be practical, you know? Do something. Yeah, like, don't waste your life. Do something that makes money that you can live comfortably. And they yeah. left it at that. Yeah. Now you go. <laughs> yeah. Different for me. <laughs> yeah, nice. Good to hear it. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's see. Back to school and grades. Uh-huh. No, there was never going to be a B. Never. No way. Never. No, I wasn't even allowed to have, like, an unsatisfactory in, like, middle school. Although, you know, why, you know, why should I? But, yeah, in high school, especially, like, straight A's were standard. And if I didn't get an A 
like I would be really messed up about it because I knew my parents would be really freaked out about it. And so always A's. Um, in college, that was when the standards got looser, which is interesting because that's also when you were kind of, you were going into high school, I yeah. guess, actually. Yeah. So maybe, no, it didn't coincide that much with your high school experience. But yeah, in college. So actually, maybe my failures in college grades wise <laughs> helped loosen up your standard like the standards for you in high school i never thought about no nah, i think it's because i really <laughs> disappointed them with my grades and they were like all right fuck it like let's just make sure she's okay <laughs> like is she okay like why is she failing classes oh, okay. so but maybe maybe <laughs> <laughs> but i think a similar like was it mostly your math and science classes that you were not yeah 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 same so in college, um, yeah, not a math and science. We're family. a humanities family. But in college, so my worst grade that I ever got was in organic chemistry, classic story. I got a D. So I actually, wait, a D? No, I think I got a C minus, which is still passing at Emory. And our parents were like, woo, you passed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, thank God I passed. <laughs> and so I think, like, the stress about that, like, just even how difficult it was to even pass despite working pretty hard like I didn't just like not care like well I didn't care but I also put a lot of effort into it and like got a tutor and all this stuff and I still barely passed mm -hmm. and so I think after all that they were like all right you know this is acceptable you know we're not gonna what can we do kind of thing and oh and then also just like a side story I think I got like a 14 percent on my organic chemistry final <laughs> and I was I was I think on the border between a C what was I? I must have been on the border between failing and not failing. A D and an F. And yeah, maybe. I don't know. And then I got my final grade, which was a C minus, and oh, I wow. had the audacity to email my professor. I didn't know my final grade at the time. And so I emailed my professor and was like, is there any way to like get my grade up to like a C or something like that? Yeah. And he was like, well, you did get a 14% on your final, so I don't know if that's going to be possible. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> you're like hmm, yeah i had to try i had to try i know when i saw that uh email i remember being like, oh, what are 14? <laughs> like i get anything right like i wrote my name and that was about it oh my god oh <laughs> I my know. god it's just not for me not for me yeah uh so anyway yeah the standards loosened up as we got older uh but in high school and stuff it was really intense and then when it came to career path and like extracurriculars and stuff that were related to my career path, I think we talked about this in detail in our second episode about work and passion and how we got to where we are like career wise. Um, but just like the short of it is, I feel like our, my mom really wanted me to be a doctor. And so there was just a lot of effort put behind getting me there, which just meant like putting in, me into tons of summer programs related to science. Mm. Um, like all my extracurriculars related to either science or like community service. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like a huge push. And like, even when I got to Emory, well, I guess that's why I was in Orgo is because I was pre-med for the first couple of years. And then it was after that C minus that I started to question that path. Mm -hmm. But there's just a lot more like, my mom just had a, I think a lot more active of a role in helping me like trying to help form my path where it sounds whereas it sounds like for Hana it was just like a little bit more hands-off like you kind of you do your thing and figure out what you want to do yeah no I would for sure talk to them about career and stuff but yeah 
I most of the pressure came from myself so yeah and I never I never did I ever have a summer job that wasn't related to like science <laughs> like Han I worked at a food truck and like what else did you do? oh you worked at the hospital like cafe, uh, cafe. like you were doing like customer service stuff yeah. which is such good experience I never did any of that like all of my summers were like working in labs um, preparing for science fairs um, <laughs> yeah so you know, intense stuff like that. I don't even very intense uh, stuff. Yeah, really, really intense. What about, so you mentioned money, like you wanted to make money, so you got, you wanted to get a job too. So like, did, what was the money situation in terms of parents? Like, did they, how often did they give you money or did they just expect you to I can't even, to spend yeah, I can't even really remember now, but I mean, they would give me money to go out with my friends if I asked for it. Otherwise, okay. I would use the money for my job and they would just be like, okay, you have money? I'm like, yeah. And then they would go. Yeah. That's nice. I mean, I mean <laughs> no, that is nice. And I think it's actually the same for me. Like, they used to give me money, too, to go okay. out. Yeah. But I didn't ever have a job, so I always had to depend on them. And I do remember sometimes, like, when daddy, when they didn't want me to go out, they would be like, we're not giving you money, you can't go out. And I'm like, stuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Interesting. But then, usually, stuck. daddy would, like, he would, like, come around. Like, it, it was kind of funny, because both of them would be like, bad about something so they would say I couldn't go out like if I came home late from for a uh, past curfew or something mm -hmm. they'd be like okay well you're late so that means next weekend you can't go out and I'm like oh can't go out and then they're like we're not gonna give you money either so you just really stay at home and like do homework and then I would just be like really bad about it the whole week then like the day that it came I would be like so I can't go and then <laughs> They would usually soften up and like let me go, but I had to make sure I was home by curfew. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Curfew. It's a nine. I know. A nine. So. Uh, <laughs> all right. They were really okay. So what this game is slowly revealing is that they were very different in the way that they treated us, which makes me think more about why, why they were so lenient on me when they were so hard on you. I think one, one thing for sure is that they were probably worried more worried about messing up when it came to you because you're the first child i think that's true uh, like i've talked to our parents about this kind of briefly and mommy usually just says something like yeah i mean it's our first child we didn't want to mess it up like we um, yeah tried really really hard to be good parents and so when i hear things like that it makes me appreciate all the effort that they put in to like try to make sure that I was okay and like grew up a very you know motivated hard-working smart like kid and, and adult and so like I think they I see that now of course like back then I was like really resentful of all the rules I just wanted to like be let to do whatever I wanted kind of thing yeah and I felt like there was a lot of pressure to perform and pressure to achieve and I think being really strict about rules may not, you know, for me, like I might not approach that the same way with my kid, but I do see why they did act that way, they were that way, and how it has benefited me in certain ways. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate it now more. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Oh, and then when I ask parents about like why things changed with you, <laughs> usually it's just like we got tired of like <laughs> doing all of this stuff or like. Uh, with the second kid, like we just kind of like it was. I think it's partially like we already know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong and yeah. like, how we should change. But then also it's like 
you have this big sister now as a role model and she can kind of lead you in some ways and then also like, like it's not all on the parents at that point that's and true. then also they're just like they care a little less which that's is not true. not to say they care less about you but they care a little less about like all of the you know, no totally all totally. the rules yeah <clears throat> next topic that we have is dating i'm actually very curious to see what your experience was with dating dating okay well i also tried to hide stuff about <laughs> boys for a really long time from them but then when i was in my first relationship in college i pretty much had a a really bad breakup where it was impossible to hide from them and so i came home it happened when i was at home so then when i was at home i was like fuck it i'm just gonna feel what i'm feeling and they were so yeah. confused and concerned because they were like yeah. what the f i've never <laughs> seen this from her yeah very worried for a long time which probably wasn't the best way to ease them into like <laughs> knowing that i was seeing people so that was my experience and now i they know about all my relationships but like growing up you're saying until college like until college talk about it no like did they have like rules about dating like no dating until xyz year or like was it just something we didn't you didn't talk about um pretty sure at one point they were like no dating until college but they never worried about me like that they didn't really they they were like she's not gonna date anyone (laughs) in high school (laughs) yeah um i don't think i think this is one area where it has completely stayed the same (laughs) nothing has changed I thought, what do you mean? Think, you didn't, you didn't tell, no, it's different because. No, we had the same, we have the same experience. No, we don't. You never came home, <laughs> had a heartbreak and told them about it through that oh, way. No. Yes, I did. Actually, it's exactly the same experience because, so like throughout growing up. Oh, wait, I'm like, remembering no, now. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So they were like, no dating, no dating until college. It was, there's the same rule. No dating until college. I did have my first kiss in high school, but I didn't date him. He was a douchebag. And um, <laughs> um, our mom would still make, like, the same jokes, like, oh, I'm going to date this kid. Is it, she made a lot of jokes about this kid that I've known since we were, like, babies. And she's like, oh, you guys are going to get married. Like, you've known each other for so long. But then also I was not allowed to date. So it was, like, it was a weird, like, you should be attracting attention from guys. And, like, there should be, like, you know, you should go to dances with guys and stuff like that. But you should also not, there's no dating, no sex. Like, focus on your school. She did say that to me, too. Dichotomy? Yeah. Totally. But then, it wasn't in college, but it was in law school. That was when I went through, like, this big breakup and heartbreak. And it was kind of the same exact thing. I wasn't at home, but I, like, was really messed up about it. So when I called my parents, they, like, all came out. And I think similarly, they were like, what the heck? (laughs) Like, where is this coming from? Like, they knew... Um, of the guy because he's like my friend and they knew you know I mean they didn't know that much else about college we went through that experience and I think to me actually it was like a really good experience of bonding with my parents because I finally got to tell them about like what was going on and like the hurt and um, the stress that I was going through and then that kind of opened up like more ways to communicate about dating and stuff like that okay so, yeah I think it's very similar actually <laughs> it is but i my memory of that whole situation is that you still went on to hide from them you know your future relations and you <laughs> never really told them when you were like really sad or whatever was going on well i think there's still a level of like where i don't want to put all of that on 
around them. Like anytime something's hard, I don't run to my parents and tell them because I don't want them to think that like, or like to worry too much. I still think there's a level of that, but I definitely think I'm way more open and like will share more things. Sometimes after the fact, sometimes during, but it's just way better at least than it was when I was younger. Yeah. So it is what it is. I think it's similar, but I think I'm more open with them. Okay. Yeah. At least in recent years. With my relationship yeah. stuff, they pretty much know what happens when it happens. So okay, yeah, that's true. That's that. But I do, I do totally understand the sentiment of I don't want to run to them every time there's something because they will worry their ass off. Yeah, parents. Will, my mom will not sleep for like a week, and I don't need that when it's. I, yeah. I don't want to do that if it's not like necessary <laughs> to right. do that. Yep. Yeah. Like we, and also I think as an adult, like part of having an adult relationship and navigating these things is like dealing with it and there's going to be conflict and there's going to be whatever and like hurt but when i want to talk to my parents about it i feel like i can't i think that's the big difference okay yeah yeah makes sense i want to talk a little bit about just overall with these differences in parenting and our experiences as older sibling younger sibling like or like just how you see it like what what's your take on these differences and how our relationship has changed and like what it means to you to be a younger sister with a much older sister i think it's been 99.99 percent positive and like probably the best part of my life is being sisters with you and learning from you Aww. and we get to like you cry I, again <laughs> i get a best friend for life and that's amazing the zero point what is it zero point zero one percent i would say i don't think that was the right math <laughs> well that's typical wait, of me so it's fine no wait, that might be right that might be right Okay, anyways, the one thing that I think is interesting that I learned from having an older sibling is that, and maybe this is just my personality or our age gap or whatever, but I tend to look up to people who are I'm close to in my life. I really do. As a consequence, I think I could have been more open-minded, but instead I followed a lot in your footsteps, and I wanted to be just like you, so... That was something that meant that in the future, I had to learn how to be my own person. I had to learn what kinds yeah. of things I liked, what I was good at, and my own interests, which sometimes I wish I could have done earlier. I could have gotten into stuff that I wanted to do earlier. But, you know, everything turned out the way that it has, and it's been fine. So Yeah. No, I'm glad that you shared that. I think, for me, it's also overwhelmingly positive. Like, I love... Being an older sister, I love having a younger sister. I love like our relationship and how it's developed. Um, I think when I look back on my time as an older sister, uh, <laughs> you're ongoing. Yeah, I think the hardest thing is reflecting on how my personality as an older sister has has affected you in in ways that you're identifying, and then other ways that I think are not always positive. So it's not not my fault or your fault, but like what you're saying like me carving this path that you wanted to follow for a while and mm -hmm. then having to figure like realizing that that's you know maybe not the best way to become your own person uh -huh. <laughs> which is totally true I, I mean like I guess I wish I would have been aware of that more but I also was, don't know how I could have because I was young and just kind of trying to find my own way too right and so it's like it is what it is but then right. I think more so for me my personality is really like can be really intense like <laughs> like extroverted and you know take charge kind of person like yeah whereas i am not i am not like that put together 
Yeah. But I think sometimes because of that, when we were growing up together, I would just assume, or I still do this. Like, I'll just assume that uh, because I'm the older sister, I'm going to take charge of everything. I will take care of everything. I will organize everything. Like, I will pay for everything. That's because you don't have enough money. But uh, <laughs> I will, you know, like, it's my job to keep all, to like, get all the shit together and make sure that, kind of like make sure Ahana's taken care of kind of thing. And that's come from, I mean, like, I just, for a long time, saw myself as like a third parent to Hana and I think like we still have that relationship totally. but I think as I've got she's gotten older I've been trying to really not do that as much because I worry that like it I don't know like I feel like you should like learn to be really independent and learn to be like really assertive and like I think when you were younger at least you couldn't you didn't learn to do that because I was always there to like do it for you like ask questions for you or yeah, yeah, yeah. call for you do stuff for you, you so know? true so and I think true. that's not great (laughs) that's so true thanks by the way for (laughs) making my life so much um well as a kid i was like this is amazing i don't want to say anything (laughs) i'm a naturally uh, reserved person and so i was like love her bring her over yeah i think there's a line because like i think kana knows that like i'm always gonna be there for her and i will do anything for her but like i also want her to i want you to like be able to navigate your own struggles your own stress your own pain without me but then i'm also there you know it's like it's a it's a really a mix yeah yeah yeah. Um, what's like the oh (laughs) yeah go ahead i don't have anything to say (laughs) yeah no i was just saying oh and then i guess the other thing that's i don't see i I think i I like make a lot of jokes about you know as an older sister i take on a lot of the burden and i've taken on a lot of the pressure from our parents and like because of what i experienced growing up um, they're a lot easier on you and stuff like that. And I make, I'm like, oh, I'm not salty about that at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I am salty about it because there's nothing to be salty about. It's just what it is. And that's how we grew up. But I think that that is definitely like also a real experience. I guess I don't know what to make of it. I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> Do you have any feelings about that part? I don't know. When you say, when you say you're not salty, do you mean you're not salty or... <laughs> I think that like when we look at the facts sometimes part of me is like wow i did deal with a lot more pressure and a lot more rules but it's not something that like i feel any sort of like resentment towards you like i i definitely not towards you i don't actually i don't feel any negativity about it towards our parents anymore i think maybe when i was younger i probably did because i'm like wow i why did I have to deal with all this? Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've matured and grown up, I'm more like, yeah, it just goes back to like, it is what it is. And we, I've now found my new path that I really like. And I think it's more about like working with our parents to really embrace like the fact that we are our own independent people now. Uh, me, at least for me, I don't know about you, <laughs> but like just help helping them understand that like, this is the path I want to be on. And like, no matter what we went through when we were younger, like, I just want our relationship to get better and better. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed. I agree with that. That was a really good way to put it. Oh, cool. Do you have anything else to share about older sister, younger sister, besides it's awesome to have a sister? <laughs> um, one thing I think is funny is that our mom has me saved in her phone as Hana, my oh, favorite God. daughter. <laughs> and Wait, but Hillary is just Hillary Lee. Didn't you... <laughs> 
but didn't you put that in? I did, but I think when I put it in, she was like laughing. You know, she didn't. She didn't say anything about it. <laughs> she was just like, okay, and she kept it. So. Yeah, she hasn't changed it. <laughs> I don't think my parents have a favorite, but I do think that. Like sometimes I do feel a little envious of like the time that you are able to spend with them when I was at, in college. Just because it's, I think it's really. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, what? Why I think it's. I know, no, no. I just think it's really funny that you said. I don't think our parents have a favorite. I don't know. That just seems like something the older sibling would say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whereas yeah. the younger sibling would, be like, well, I see myself as the favorite. You know. The baby. So. Yeah. So that's classic. Where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't think they have a favorite. <laughs> and I'm very. Uh, intentional about that when it comes to my cats too i'm like i don't have a favorite i love them both equally and that's important to me so well i think i'm just this is a topic for another day but i think i'm gonna have a favorite child when i have kids and i'm not gonna hide it because that's just bound to ha- i think it's just inevitable to have a favorite oh my child God. but then they're gonna compete like they're gonna like feel, like one of them's gonna feel bad i mean i think there's ways to have a favorite child without uh, making them hate each other but that's just oh my my, my opinion okay. <laughs> Okay, we can talk okay. about, about it later. Yeah, whatever. I forgot what I was saying. You're talking about your cats. <laughs> no, I wasn't talking. No, that wasn't the point. Oh. oh, the point was that I don't think they have a fair child, but oh yeah, I'm envious of the time that you got to spend with them. Uh-huh. I never. I mean, I had that, but I was very young. And, yeah. And also, like our grandparents were there, so it was never me and our parents, just ourselves. And I feel like that's. Oh yeah. Still now, kind of like a more, like I prefer to have you there with all of us together. Like I don't. It's. I mean, I would hope so. (laughs) No, no, like, if I were to go home and, like, to visit and you weren't there or something, it'd be weird for me. Well, that's weird for me, too. I, like, I, obviously, I'm, they're always, like, oh, you're so excited, huh, for Hillary to get here, because you usually come after me, and I'm, like, yeah, I look forward to that the most. It was a lot easier, though, for me to see that they wished that you contacted them more in college, and so, as a consequence, I contact them a lot in college. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, see, that's the other thing. Hannah's learning from my mistakes. I think that totally, is totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she makes her own mistakes. Then. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that true too. But like, she def- I think you've definitely learned from a lot of my mistakes, and like, I'm able to give you my take on like relationships and communication and career and stuff like that. And you obviously don't have to take it, and you are creating your own path. But I think being able to be continue to be that like positive role model is yeah. I think a really good I, part. Of I always have you. Career as a, of another perspective which is something that that you didn't have when you were growing up and so sometimes i'm like when you don't listen to me which is fine because you're an independent woman um uh, i'm like uh, when she was younger she would have just listened to me <laughs> wait are you serious but look at you it's so like true though that's so true yeah. yeah and then i mean oh, also- it is what it is sorry yeah go ahead <laughs> Also, Hana and our parents have their own separate group text. I think that I'm not in, and I don't know what that's about. I thought you also had. I thought you also had one with them. No, I don't. I only separately text them if I'm like trying to surprise you or something that you don't need to be, or I'm like asking them about taxes. Oh, oh I see. Well, I'm looking at our my group chat with my parents, and it's really just me asking for money and oh, okay. asking like <laughs> if I should put stuff in the fridge and like. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, 
so also communications that I don't need to be. Yeah, honest. exactly. We're not like, okay, so like, what did you hear from about Hillary today? Yeah, <laughs> it's not like that. Talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Oh man. All right. So our next segment is we're bringing back something that we've done a few times, highly requested, Gen Z slang. Woo. <laughs> Yeah, and so Hannah's gonna uh, teach me a couple of Gen Z slang. But first, I wanted to open this segment with uh, a story. <laughs> I feel like I, I do too much lead up. And so anyway, when Hannah and I were in Atlanta, is that last week? Yeah, last week, we were just walking in the gym with one of my friends. And I think he said something and used the word bonk. Oh, we were talking about butt exercises because Hannah was in the gym doing butt exercises. And he yeah. was like, you trying to get that donk? And Hannah literally was like, what is that? I was and, really confused. Yeah. But, both my friend and I were like, donk, like a, like a badonkadonk. And that made Hannah more confused. <laughs> no, the confusing so, part was, okay, first of all, the context was I didn't realize that you guys knew I was doing legs that day or anything. <laughs> I just walked up to you guys and he goes... Are you trying to get that donk? I was like so confused. So confused. Oh, okay. But then later I understood because, you know, that is a word, but I never use it. No one uses that so word anymore. Kids these days don't use donk? No. What do you use, like butt? Yeah, like trying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you trying to get that butt? Oh my gosh. Um, you, can, you could say that if you wanted. <laughs> Anyways, the point, the point is we don't use donk anymore, so. Yeah, so anyway, that was just an illustration of generational differences in slang. And to me, donk is like such a normal word. Like, not normal. I'm not going around being like, what's up, that, like, donk. But, like, it's very, I don't know. Like, it's something I use, I understand very easily. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, well, anyway, your turn to do the slang. Okay, so the first one, the first Gen Z slang. That I have is push and pee, which I think we talked about very briefly. <laughs> push and pee. This yeah. is a very recent development, I would say, since 2021. So, I mean, 2022. The start of 2022. 2022, really? Yeah. Push and pee. Push and pee. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Okay, so I would say, yo, know, you push and pee, and my friend would respond, yeah, I just paid off my parents' house or something. <laughs> I'm pushing oh, pee. Pushing okay. pee. I'd be like, dude, you're pushing pee. Pushing... Okay, so it's like, <laughs> like doing something awesome or like, like yeah. spending money or oh. I think it's a combination. So it's like doing something really great, like reaching some kind of achievement in your life where you don't have to be spending money, but you're making money on your own. Huh. So it's like, yeah, I'm pushing pee, like. Like you say it to hype people up, you know. What's the P? <laughs> <laughs> um, like what does it stand for? Yeah, what does it stand for? I'm not sure. I think it's just like, it's just like pushing P. It's like the same, you know. It could be like for paper, like money, but I don't oh, know. paper. I don't know for sure what it is. But what's okay, funny well, about this phrase is that it's all if you write it over text, you always gotta use. <laughs> the P emoji, the blue P emoji. So you were like pushing and then the P emoji. Oh, pushing park. Oh my God, is that what that is? I think that is, uh, I don't know, that reminds me. 
But yeah. Is it pushing or pushing? You can enunciate the G if you'd like. When I Google it, the P stands for player. Oh. Pushing. Pushing player. You know, I don't think that's right, but... It's from Oregon Maybe. Live, so it must be right. Oregon Live? <laughs> Which is like an Oregon specific. Okay, I think the P site, is. Way. Yeah, I know that's so random. I think a P is, the the P is, up to interpretation, you know. But okay. all of them mean like good things. Pushing poop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god, you're pooping! I'm gonna pushing be like pushing P. Pushing P. You like when you advance yourself as a person. In a positive way, a positive direction, you're pushing P. If you're helping other pushing people, positivity. you're turning this into something. Uh, wait, okay, now you try to use it. Oh, okay. Got my tax refund. Pushing P. Okay, sure, that works. Okay. If you're really <laughs> hype about your tax return. Oh, okay. It has to be something really hype. Like, technically, it's like you gotta say something that you put work into and then you use it, you know? Oh, okay, 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 got, got it. Um, oh, okay, got it. Ask the bar. Push and pee. I'm gonna be honest. You would, yeah. I just like the way you're speaking is too uh, ironic for me to like oh, actually okay. understand. But it's yeah, fine. That's something I did. That's cool. Um, <laughs> uh, push and pee. Do anything cool anymore? All right, let's move on because <laughs> I'm not gonna use it. But I think I understand the. Yeah. Thing. Also, you can listen to the song if you're confused. Is it called push and pee? Yeah. Alright, cool. Okay, next word. Next word. This is another one that I heard recently. I heard it actually from my boyfriend first, but then other people started using it, and I was like, okay. I also heard it in college council, so I was like, whoa. The word is... <laughs> the word... <laughs> I'm just giving background. The word is quant. is the math one so uh oh is this the one where it's like another word for nerd yeah kind of that's so me kind of <laughs> kind of it's but like we don't we don't shit on nerds um yeah we usually say like quant bros we classify people as quant bros it's not like that you're nerdy because you know everyone at my school is kind of nerdy but yeah, it's like you're into math you're numbers math. quantitative things and you yeah. Then you call it quant, and you don't like really okay. have a social. You can have a social life, but like not a social presence, like not a social reputation. You know, if you're a quant. <laughs> I still think it's mean. <laughs> like it is, but I'm friends with people who call themselves quant bros. You know. Oh, they call themselves quant bros. Yeah. Okay. They're like, okay. Yo, I mean, they self-identify. Yeah, and like they recognize that it's not to be mean to them it's like we agree that quant bros are some of the best people you can meet still it's just that's what you are awesome okay okay cool yeah our last segment is a game that i have prepared i'm so excited we are are digging back into my diaries if you listen to the last episode um i bared my soul a little and shared some of my high school diaries um and today i created a game out of it where I am going to read three like sentence like entries, I guess, very brief entries. So three parts of entries. And Hana's job is to figure out or Hana's goal is to figure out which one is fake. Okay? Two of these like out of each triplet, 
Two are real, pulled directly from my high school diary. And one is fake that I wrote like today. I'm going to try to <laughs> try to figure out which one is fake. Are these sentences yeah. or they're like um like multiple sentences. Okay. But not too long each. Got it. Uh, I'll just say it was kind of difficult. I was like trying to channel my high school self and it was not coming back to me. <laughs> but hopefully I did a good enough job that I can hide at least okay. one. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. I'm listening. Okay. All right. Here is uh, round one. Round one. First. Um, and in this example or this entry, I'm talking about a boy. <laughs> and it says, I'll use my high school diary voice. <clears throat> I always go for the sweet, funny type. It's a crushing weakness. Haha, check out that magnificent pun. Would make punny, pun pun, make punny men cr- proud if such a person existed. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's first, okay? Okay. Okay. Second. That one's real for sure. Okay, second. <laughs> second. <laughs> Saw John by the lockers, and he waved at me. He was looking so cute today. He had, a, he had on that... Dark red hoodie again. <laughs> I waved back nonchalantly and hopped off to model UN. <laughs> I was as giddy as a bunny inside, but I think I hit it well. Oh god, this is so hard. <laughs> okay, next. Okay, third. In Spanish, we did the regular stuff today with stories and groups and presentations. Not too bad. Chill like an icy lemonade. Dude. Yeah, what which, the one is, F- which one's fake? What the F are these? <laughs> I'm more disturbed by the fact that two of them are real, and the fact yeah, that all of three them of them real. are equally, equally amazing. So, thank you. <laughs> I'm almost positive the first one's real because you would totally write punny, pun pun Nick Punnyman or whatever. And then <laughs> the last one, like a lemonade. I don't know if you would be that. That's not a very good analogy. You're you're better at your analogies. But the red hoodie. Do dark you, red hoodie. Dark okay. red hoodie. You know, I don't think you would describe a man's hoodie as that. I think you would use more flor- like flowery language. So I think the fake one is the second one. Am I right? Your final answer? Yes. That's right. What the heck? Ooh. Wow, I wrote that like yesterday. I mean, it was really good. Like, you know, saying you Thank hopped you. hopped off to MUN. That's legit. But no, Wait. it's it was fake because you would go way in depth about your interaction, like how many times he blinked, how many times, uh, okay. <laughs> like how his demeanor, yeah, his compliments, perhaps. That was good. All right. Good one job. for one. One for one. You can get this if you can get two for two. That'd be really. Good. Okay, let me try. First, I skipped breakfast this morning because I woke up late and had to run around the house in a tizzy. So when I got to lunch, <laughs> I was as hungry as a man stranded on a desert island. Three exclamation points. My stomach was screaming. But screaming is written with like alternating caps and lowercase. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Okay. Screaming. Two. I have to think up a cute outfit for myself that will keep me toasty warm, but that has layers so I can peel some off if it gets hot in the car or in the haunted maze when I scream my pores clean with sweat. <laughs> okay. Got it. All right. Last Three. one. Talking about my, like, calculus grades, I think. Okay. My progress report still holds a B, which isn't exactly horrible. But after tomorrow's makeup test, I don't know how much it's going to drop. Drop it will. Drop like a penguin off a roof. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, what? I don't... Oh, 
my god. These are so funny. Okay, I'm inclined to think that the last one's fake because drop like a penguin off the roof is really creative. I think you still got it. I think you still got the writing, you know, skills. But <laughs> I just can't imagine. I just don't know. You would only really write analogies about your like men and not grades. Okay. I'm analyzing analyzing these diary ent entries right now. Okay, what, what's the answer? Wait, is that your final answer? Yeah, the last one. Okay. Wrong. That one's real? That was real. That was real? <laughs> I, and let me just, I don't only use similes for boys. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, clearly. Yeah, clearly. Dude, drop like a penguin off the roof. That's freaking good. I don't know, I saw good. that in my diary and I was like, why am I dropping a penguin off the roof? Like, what, what does that even mean? Like, that is so funny. Oh my god. Yeah, it's super random. So, <laughs> wait. Fake one is the first. <laughs> oh my god. That was like, that one's real for sure. Yeah, I know. That was pretty good. Wow, that pretty was creative. good. <laughs> Thank you. Totally yes. could have been something that you wrote. So. At high school, Hillary came in through. A tizzy. Yeah. A tizzy. <laughs> <laughs> Audience, if you liked that game, uh, let us know because yeah. it's obviously entertaining for us but if you hate it also <laughs> you know, let us know we'll cut it hopefully it was fun yeah i had fun <laughs> thank you so much for yeah Me thank too. you for taking the time to to write those yeah honestly it didn't come that it only took me like <laughs> like a minute it didn't take me that long because that girl that wrote those diary entries is still somewhere inside me <laughs> which is like kind of freaky for my husband i think like <laughs> Yeah. I, I think he's read some of it too. And, or, or I tell him about it. And he's like, oh my God, who have I married? <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in to Generational Differences, a show where we talk about the generational differences that Asian American sisters with an eight year age gap have. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you keep listening. <laughs> Keep listening, drop us a review, drop us a uh, rating, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Oh, follow us on Instagram mm. at Generational Differences. We will be back in two weeks. Yep, we appreciate all of your support. See you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye-bye.